0: For thus says the Lord, only when Babylon's 70 years are completed, I will visit you. And I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for your welfare and not for harm. To give you a future with hope. Then when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me. If you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me, says the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. May and June does not just signal the start of summer, it signals for so many a time of graduation. We have young people graduating in our church, and you can just see in their eyes the expectation and the dreams that they have for what might come next. Let me share with you the magnitude of what graduation means to our country over Seven million students will graduate from high school or college this year. Almost three million of those will graduate from high school. Another one million with associate's degrees. About um, two million will graduate with bachelor's, and then another million with master's or doctor's degrees. Seven million graduates. Seven million celebrations. Seven million hopes and dreams, seven million endings with dreams of a new beginning. Hmm. And, And these dreams are not just limited to the graduates. Think about the countless others who have invested in these graduates' lives parents, teachers, coaches, mentors, directors. We can just think of them as they come to mind. I know that the graduates who are listening this morning can see their faces. And in some ways, because of COVID-19, we, are, we have some trepidation about graduation. There will be less pomp and circumstance this year than any other year since World War II. But even though graduation won't happen as it usually does, it will be different. The love and support of those invested in the lives of those graduates, I believe, will more than make up the difference. It will be multiplied in love and support for each one of those young people. Now, I know this morning that if you're taking time to participate in this worship service, that you believe that God can make a difference in your life. That many of us, all of us, have a desire to to live out the purpose that God has made for us and that we have been made for. We stand before God and, and oftentimes cry out, Lord, mold me, fill me, make me, use me. I am yours. Make us all that you have called us and made us to be. The passage in Jeremiah that was read for you earlier is, is a passage that speaks to those dreams and expectations. They are a, a call of hope by Jeremiah. And that's what we're going to look at today. The dreams that God has planned for us. Let's pray. Lord God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our Redeemer. May these words be your words, Father, for we offer them up in the name of Jesus our Lord. Amen. Jeremiah 29, 11 is an often quoted passage at Graduation time. For I know the plans I've made for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future with hope. Now, the problem with just focusing on that part of of this section of Jeremiah is that we miss the real power of what Jeremiah is trying to share with the people. These are dire, horrible times for Jeremiah. Jerusalem has just been destroyed by the Babylonian armies. Many of the the Hebrews have been carried off into slavery. There has been incredible loss of life. Those who have been left behind face lives in turmoil, a city in destruction. Jeremiah stays behind to to be in ministry to the people. And and what he shares with them at first seems to be bad news. He says this in verse 10. He says, Only when Babylon's 70 years are completed will I visit you, and I will fulfill you my promise and bring you back to this place. Did you hear that? Seventy years. Seventy years is a long time. In other words, those who were hearing the word of the Lord from Jeremiah would know that they would never see what Jeremiah was speaking of. No one would see the nation return. How is this a word of hope? What what is Jeremiah trying to say? This is what I believe. I believe that what Jeremiah is trying to say to the people is that even though this, these are terrible circumstances, God is still with us. He, he says in them, to them, in fact, in verse 5, if you look up just a little bit, he says to them, build houses, settle in, take wives and husbands, have kids, do not give up on your faith. Trust God. I, in other words... We are to keep the fires burning, and God is with us. This message for Jerusalem so many years ago is a message for us. No matter what the circumstances, God is with us, and there is hope. There is hope. That's the perspective of what we find in this passage But Jeremiah offers the people a blueprint for how to get through those 70 years. The blueprint is included in verses 12 and 13. He says there, Then when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me. If you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me. Verse 12 basically says, Call, come, pray, and I will hear you. Call, come, pray, and I will hear you. Verse 13, he says, search, find, and seek me with all your heart, and I will let you find me. God is promising that that he will hear us and that we will find God that there is nothing as Paul would say in Romans chapter 8 there is nothing that shall separate us from the love of God well I know the seniors those graduating have lots of dreams these days they're their lives are just bursting with the dreams that come forth but you know all of us have dreams dreams of retirement dreams of what a family would be like dreams of of, of our work I mean, we all have dreams dreams for our community for our nation for our world how do we find these dreams How do we achieve them? How do we make it through those 70 years? Call, come, pray, and I will hear you. Search, find, seek me with all your heart, and I will let you find me. For me, it's to start in the little things, to start in the morning, but just with a a task that can be accomplished and I can build upon it, to remember God in that moment so that God is more easily remembered in the next moments, to search and listen for for what God has to say to me so that I might respond. You know, the perspective of this Jeremiah passage is, is one of... Of dire circumstances. But the blueprint that Jeremiah and the word from the Lord spells out for us is a, is a word of salvation. It's a word of connection with God. For when we are connected, then comes the promise. From Genesis to Revelation, as we read through the scriptures, we are reminded that God is with us, God has a good plan a good purpose for our lives. And it is this purpose that defines us and drives our dreams. Remember the passage again? Maybe it's one we all need to memorize. Verse 11. For surely I know the plans I have made for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. And then, when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. Hmm. Often this passage is misinterpreted. We see, a pa- we see it as a passage that is for me. M- for my plans, for me. That's not what Jeremiah is talking about at all. This promise is for all people in our, in, in, in our lives together. It is not just for our work in this life, but for our children and our children's children. There are times when we are working in God's purpose that we will never see the results. And the results may not be seen for a generation or even two. But we are called to be a part of that river of God, that river of hope that flows and runs and moves. And the dream is to be a part of God's river, a part of of what God is doing in this world. You see, Jeremiah sees beyond the things of this world to the things of God. He sees that God is working to restore what has been destroyed, what is out of balance and in chaos. Jeremiah sees a future with hope. In the same way, Paul encourages the, uh, uh, the church at Ephesus. In, in chapter 2, verse 10, he says this, God has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. The good things He planned for us long ago. Now, <laughs> Paul is talking to a people that... that <laughs> who are under siege. They are being persecuted. They are having to worship in hiding. They are uh, they are being driven and and threatened. And Paul says, lean on your faith. Trust God's providence. Follow what God is calling. And I will give you a future with hope. Now my guess is is that every graduating person, those seven million, all have dreams of being a part of changing the world, of making a difference. And, and here's the challenge for all of us today: Let's not just let it be their dream. Let's not just let it be their uh, challenge. Let's join them in this task. Let's let's join them in the promise. I know the plans I have for you. A future with hope. And so let us dream big. In, In fact, let us dream impossible dreams dreams so huge only God can can make them happen through us and 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 know this that in every unanswered prayer and broken dream there is a plan of God yet to be discovered i want to say that one more time for every unanswered prayer and broken dream, there is a bigger plan waiting to be found. A future with hope. As I close, I want to say this to those who are graduating. Particularly those graduating from high school. You are the largest, most educated, most technologically advanced generation in the history of our nation. Studies have shown that you are the most community-minded generation that we have seen in 60 years, maybe longer. Our nation and world needs you. And I believe you will be the ones to rebuild the spiritual fabric of our nation. I believe you will be the ones to lead our institutions into a new age. I believe you will be the most influential generation that we have ever seen in our nation. I believe in you. We need you. There will be those who will try to discourage you and criticize. There will be those who put roadblocks in your way. But I invite you to see the future as Jeremiah did. With hope and promise. Do not be discouraged. Do not be detoured. Stay on track with the purpose that God has provided You know, Jesus told his disciples that things were not going to be easy. At the Lord's Supper, he said, rough times were coming. And for all of us, there's going to be rough times. But just as those early disciples were up to the task, so are we. For all of us, God has brought us to this place for a reason for a purpose to make a difference. He has prepared us for this moment. So let us dream big. Impossible dreams. And let us join with Jeremiah to spread the hope to all who are here. God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God.